I'm here, Goody. I'm here, Goody. I'm here, Goody. Yeah, hey, you see me. Hey, say hello. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Ah, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Ah, oh, you good. He loves people. Yeah, he loves people. <laughs> He's very clean. Don't worry. He's very clean. Yeah, we clean him four, five times, six times a day. Yeah, because they come in muddy, you know, muddy. And then to clean with vinegar. <laughs> He loves. <laughs> He loves people. See. Yes. Yeah. You saw him on TV, huh? <laughs> Good. Good. Go ahead. Say hello to everybody. See, he knows. Good boy. Good boy. Yeah. <laughs> you see, they say Rottweiler is very fierce dog. He he's not. Very sweet. Very very sweet. Actually, he's not that sweet to everybody. Just you here, he knows it. Even when I'm in the car, you know, and he saw somebody go too near, suddenly he he growl at them. Yeah, but to you, my, he knows who's who. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If if I am with other stranger, he he would always uh, growl growl at them if they go too near. Yeah, but he here he look like he's swimming in the ocean of love. <laughs> Okay, go, go, go. Behind us, he say hello to everybody. Look at that. <laughs> kiss, kiss. Oh God, a Rottweiler who kiss strangers. <laughs> you are strangers to him. He kiss, kiss you. Oh, yeah. Good boy, goody, good boy. Oh, yeah. He knows you like. He also he knows that you love him. Yes. He knows who's who. Yeah. Good. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Stay there, huh, baby? I'm gonna work now. We work, okay? So are you okay? In my house, I know dogs and birds. <laughs> That's the boss in my life. I have like five, six attendants. You know, I mean, pets attendants. <laughs> I don't even have any attendants to claim. You know. Every time I need some document or some email, some anybody available? <laughs> Anyone there? Please help. <laughs> Anyone to drive my car? <laughs> you know? Anybody get the email, please? <laughs> It's urgent. <laughs> yeah, my God. Because dogs, if I let them go out and in by themselves, you know, then the house will be muddy and dirty and everything. It's not that I mind, because the house is theirs. Yeah, actually, so I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have house. Yeah, I don't have assistance. Cars are measured for dogs and size. <laughs> I am just a, you know. <laughs> by the way, you know, I could ride on their car. Oh, you love, love, choo, choo, the tough guy who loves. Oh, okay, okay. 
Good, good, good. Good, honey. Can we work now? Okay, I don't mind if it's dirty, but it's for their sake, you know? doesn't matter, bed, whatever, you know? Beds are there, sofas, are dogs. <laughs> yeah. If you come in the house, you see all kinds of things, just dogs and birds, all dogs' beds. And... Dogs' beds are also their bed, yeah? Sofas are also dogs' sofa. And my bed is dogs' bed. Because <laughs> they don't want their bed. And the beds are occupied, sofa occupied. So one or two dog beds, uh, you know, are free. <laughs> Have you ever tried to sit in a dog's bed to meditate? Very comfy. <laughs> Especially when you don't have anything else. <laughs> you appreciate it. Yeah. When winter is cold and you sit on the floor, you know, it's, it's cold and then the bed is round, you know. <laughs> you feel just your size, protected and warm. If they are muddy and dirty all day, you know, I don't feel it's very good for them. Yeah, not my dog. So we cannot just let them in and out, you know, any time, because they don't go out that long anyway. If they come out, like, two, three seconds, just to lace, you know, on the bush nearby, the nearest possible, <laughs> just to lift their leg the nearest, and then come back inside. <laughs> so what's the use anyway, you know? So we have to let them out, you know, yeah, four, five, six times a day, it depends. <laughs> he's shopping for love. My God. I can't believe he's going with stranger like that. Yeah. Even I can't believe it, you know, because if I go out, even in restaurant and all that, he won't eat anything. He just sit there and watch everybody. Very stiff. And even the restaurant owner, you know. <laughs> no, no. I can't believe it. Affectionate Rottweiler. Have you ever heard of an affectionate Rottweiler? Oh. Yeah. I can't believe it. He's so loving here, you know? When I go out, it's not like this, huh? <laughs> so. <laughs> So they have a little bit more time with me in the house, in the car, you know, wherever possible. Where were we? <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah, the boss in my life, you're right. <laughs> New book. Not just the boss, but the bosses. <laughs> Not just one, but plenty, yeah? Yeah, big. <laughs> Humans are bosses in different ways, they're ego make so much trouble sometimes. If we don't have the ego, we are enlightened immediately. I mean, complete, full, perfect, immediately. No second uh, needed. Just the ego causes so much trouble. The ego collects so many garbage information, and then you cling on to that all the time. That's why when you're sitting, you're just thinking of what you learned today and what you heard today, yeah? And then you assimilate it and make it yours, and then it becomes your opinion. And the more opinion, the bigger the ego. Yes, and become very opinionate, they call it, like the king. 
remember? <laughs> the king who decides. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. But uh, dogs and birds, they don't have ego so much, you know? Okay. You want to listen to some story? Mm. This is a Chinese historical story. China before had many enlightened masters huh? and saints, yes. Not just before, maybe now also, just we don't know. Huh? Some saints, they come out, you know, some saints, they don't. Huh? Some saints are destined to teach a lot of people, some just a couple. Hmm? Some don't really like to go out. I don't blame them. Knowing what they know, there's not much they should come out for, yeah? Mm. It's a great sacrifice if they come out, in many ways. Not just to come out and take the bad karma, anything like physical, emotional, mental. Okay, this is maybe the story of one of the saints. There was a lady in China who was very famous. Her name is Ma Chu. Anybody knows? Yeah. Yeah, okay. She's like a protector of the people, you know? They pray to her to protect them, yes. Okay, the thing is, how come all the Chinese people know about Machu? I mean, at least most of them, or a whole lot of them, but not all of them are protected. You know, disasters still happen, you know, things still happen in different ways. Why is that? Can you tell me? Is macho no good? Huh? Bad karma, right. You can't expect protection all the time, 24 hours, when you yourself are not deserving of the protection. That's what people don't know. Maybe they know, but they try to ignore it, yeah? Pushing it in any way they can. And then blaming, how come God doesn't help me? There is no God. Something like that. You heard it all the time already, right? Always the people ask you, if there is a God, how come He, you know, He doesn't stop the suffering in the world? How come still disease? How come still war? It's all man-made. And man don't listen to God. That's the problem. Hmm? Every Bible, every... uh, Scripture told us what to do, right? We just don't do it. And then we blame God. So, because humans do not listen to God, that's why, nah? I mean, to the wise advice, to the universal law. For example, if we live in America, huh? we have to abide by American's law. We like it or not, we must. Yeah, Especially the one that protects the interest of everybody else. Because if we don't abide by that law, then what happens? We go to jail, yes. Or we even get killed, die also, yeah? In the old time, it's quicker to die than nowadays, yeah? Nowadays, there are many countries more lenient. Maybe you take time to go to court, stay in jail for a while, maybe get a lawyer and then Sometimes, if you have money, you can buy your life too. It depends on country, yeah? But in the old time, the king say one word, that's it, you know? Your head went on vacation somewhere else, you know already. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 
<laughs> Forever. <laughs> it's not that funny if your head gone to vacation. <laughs> but never mind, we're just talking about those ridiculous times, yeah? But it's not a funny law, is it? Okay. For example, like that, in the world, eh, just a small country even, have many laws that you have to abide by, otherwise you'll be in trouble, yeah? Therefore, in the universe, there are also universal law, and if you don't listen to it, you'll be in trouble also, yeah? So here, we have Machu, their protection that people believe in. Okay, maybe Machu still protects people. Of course, when she was alive, she was a protector, yeah? Like when Jesus was alive or Buddha was alive, whatever you pray, mostly will come true. Provided you are really also in tune somehow with the universal law, hmm? or not so grave the offense, or you promise not to do it again and turn your life around, yeah? Like you have been eating meat and drinking and drugging, but now you say, okay, no more, I change. Yes, forgive me, I'm going to change, okay? Instead of go north, you go south, then you will see the south palace. So, and then after that, of course, every time you pray to Buddha or Jesus, yeah, miracles will happen all the time. Mm. Because you are in their direction, yes, in the direction of benevolence and miracles, yes. We are also the miracles. Yeah, if we know how to tap into this miraculous power within ourselves, then we are in full power, empowered with all miracles and all the uh, mighty power that we can imagine of. Even if you are vegan or vegetarian, practice quantum method, but still cannot get full power of the universe. Why? Ego again. <laughs> New karma. Sincerity? Ego again. Meditate more. Ego again. <laughs> yeah. The problem with the ego is that he thinks he knows everything. So you won't be surprised, or many people, you know, like all the things that they should not do, they still do it. And they don't think that is the thing they should not do. Just habit, they forgot also. Yeah? Habit, forgot. You see, like when you go on an airplane, they tell you to buckle your safety belt. Huh? You think the air stewardess was controlling or something? <laughs> Every time you step on the airplane, please buckle your belt. And if you don't, she will come and tell you. Now, you think the stewardess is so bad? Is she controlling her husband and become a habit or something? <laughs> no. It's for your safety, huh? But you can see some people don't, still don't do it, you know? Like the light on, like buckle your belt, and they still try to open it and go to the bathroom and something. <laughs> or try to go next door and talk to a new girlfriend or just know from the ticket counter or something. <laughs> yeah. And then the stewardess, of course, push him back into the chair. And of course, he doesn't feel good. And hurt the ego, you know? Yes. You told me what to do. <laughs> me? <laughs> For example. But, you know, this is the thing about ego. Yeah? That is a problem. 
So even though we learn with an enlightened master, and we are enlightened a little bit, <laughs> or a lot, <laughs> still our habit, our ego, our habit is from bad karma. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes, it was still dragging us around. So we are not the boss by ourselves. We are not the master. That is the problem. So when somebody else say, I am the supreme master, huh? <laughs> you, master? I thought, I am the master. <laughs> you know, we are not the master. That is the problem. Even if we are the king of the whole nation, like the king that I told you last story, yeah? He is not the master of himself. Yes. He is the, the slave yeah, of his ego, hmm? of his controlling uh, tendency or habit, yes, a craving. Yes. He is not free. See what I mean? He still competes. He's a slave for competition, yes, for this kind of name and profit in the world, power, you know, power and money. Yes, that's all they talk about, mostly. Therefore, even if we are already enlightened somehow, yeah, or some degree at the time of initiation and continue every day, we're still struggling, yes, to battle with the ego in order to get to the source of all intelligence, of all goodness, and of all purity, and all smoothness, peace, yes, no struggling, no competition in there, no feeling of the I important anymore. You understand what I mean? Yes. So it is like that in this world. Even then, at least we have protection for sure. Huh? Like if we study with Jesus when he was alive, and then every time we pray to him, he will protect. Yes, but we also have to go along with his instruction. So you see, that's why we cannot uh, get uh, complete enlightenment so quick. Some people quicker, maybe because less ego. Less bad karma also in the past. I mean, less ego in this lifetime also. Also, the background maybe have helped. Yeah, but that's also karma, you see? In the past lives, you have sown some good karma, yeah? And then so in this lifetime, your life is less obstructed. And you are less associated with some people who have bad influence on you, yeah? Okay. So you growing up with all good influence, yeah? And your life is smooth and you don't learn bad habits from people and you don't learn to be obstinate and you don't learn to have too many garbage opinion and stuff, yeah? So when you uh, meet a master, you enlighten so quick, yeah? And faster than the other people. That's what it is about karma and ego also, yes. So it's all boiled down to karma, yeah? A background or whatever ground <laughs> is all boiled down to karma that we have clear our road or not clear our road before we're born even. That's why all the scriptures say that we have the sin from the ancestors. Original sin. Original sin, that's our ancestors, also we, who else is there? Sometimes we're born again, again, and again, eh? and we carry it with us. Yes. Sometimes the same grandma or something reborn back into the family as a grandson or granddaughter. Yeah, it happens. Now, okay, let's go to China. Huh? Okay, Ma Chu. 
She's very famous as a protector for the people. Hmm? That was a long time ago. That's in the many dynasties ago. Hmm. And she's a daughter of a mayor in a small town. One year, her father was in charge of building a wall uh, for the city. You know, even though he's a mayor, but he probably is a constructor or something like that, you know? So he was awarded this project to build the wall for that city. And he hoped to gain a little bit more than what he uh, invested. So he pushed people to work very hard, day and night. Didn't let them rest. He called them together, you know, his subjects, and say, you know, winter is coming. So the city wall has to be completed before then. You are only to rest before the sunrise, before they didn't have a clock. So they have a rooster that crow in the morning. And you say, that period, before the rooster crow, you can rest. That means not much. Like uh, an hour or maybe two hours, something like that. The people were very, very upset. And they said to themselves, wow. This is already the fall. How can we ever finish to build the wall before winter? So they chose a person as their uh, spokesperson to come to talk to the mayor about this. So this representative came to tell the mayor like this, you know, this summer we have a drought already. If uh, the people are not allowed to harvest the crops uh, that are left over, we're going to starve in winter, in any case. That means people cannot build a wall now at the same time as harvesting. So the mayor say, I have no time to listen to your nonsense. My order must be followed through. Same. <laughs> Decided for the fate of the people, tell people what to do. And not only did he not listen to this representative of the people, he even ordered the guard to flog him a hundred times for big mouth. But he's only representing the people. Yeah, He only told the mayor what the people requested him to tell. So he's like an ambassador, yeah? A messenger even. So why beat him up? See what I mean? So he's a bad guy, huh? The bad man. In the old time, it's like that. Uh, the local God, they are truly God. <laughs> no wonder people don't believe in God. <laughs> you know, too busy fighting this kind of small God. Not only he is pushing people to work like this and beat up their representatives, he also control the market, even, yes. Like uh, the governor of uh, that region sent uh, supplies, like cereals and salt, those basic necessities. The mayor of this town take them all and sold them back in the black market. Yeah, because if he took them all, then that means short supply outside. When it's short, people have to pay anything, he asks. Therefore, he pocketed a lot of money as well. Not only he wanted to earn extra 
from the city wall building project, he also sold the basic supplies to the people with extra money like that. So he cannot be a good boy, huh? Bad boy, bad boy. So Machu, unfortunately, was the daughter of this man. Yes, when she knew about all this, she tried to intervene and say, Father, please don't do this. Yes, you must give people more time to rest. Yes. What what would the father say? I give you a hint, like the king. Like the, the king last time. Huh? <laughs> the sticky nose king. Shut up or I put you in jail. That's what it is. My God. No, he say, I, I will lock you in your room. It's the same stuff. <laughs> same stuff. So, you can see from her attitude that she's not an ordinary girl. Yes. And here in the story, it is said that uh, uh, when she was a child already, she was very, very special. She could uh, even uh, imitate all the animals and the birds, the languages, yes. You know, and do exactly like they do, talk like them. Mm. She could even jump very high above the walls. She could even do like, uh, you know, like we are surfing nowadays and all that stuff, yes. And she couldn't climb trees. Oh, that I can too. (laughs) Fruit trees, yes. When I was young, I used to climb fruit trees because I love fruit. When you climb fruit trees to get the fruits for yourself, you can eat as much as you want, and it's cheaper. Yeah, that's the way it is. And if you have to uh, get it from the owner, then there is a certain limit. But if you can climb, you take what you want. That's the condition of the gardeners, you know, in my hometown. (laughs) When I was young and when I was a student, so we always go to the garden, climb the tree, get the fruit ourselves. Cheaper, of course. Uh, also, he knows we're students. You know, we don't have much money with kids. And he also knows that he has a lot of fruit and he cannot manage them all anyways. Might as well let the kids have them and have some money better than they're falling down and rotten. You know, and he has to go pick them up or pay some laborer to pick them up. Yes. And by the time he pay laborer to pick up the fruit and sell them to the kids, it's, it's even sometimes more expensive than let the kids have a little bit extra by themselves. How much can the kids carry anywhere? <laughs> we don't have much, you know, just some pockets here and there, you know? <laughs> and um, the most is we put in our, you know, school bag. Yeah, so he also, okay, we go up, eat our field, and put some in our school bags and go home. Mm. We were also honest, you know. We show it to him and he said, okay, then we go. Yes. <laughs> so now, uh, this girl could do all this. Mm. Uh she was very quiet girl, and she was very uh, stealthy, you know, very fast. That somebody thought that she could be in several places at the same time. Maybe she has been in several places at the same time. Just people didn't know about it, you know? This concept of being in several places at the same time is very foreign to people, even now. Yeah? They think only Buddha can do that. Only Jesus can do that, even if they have believed Jesus at all, you know? Or as a couple of saying, you can count on the fingers, you know? They don't think that it's uh, 
anybody else contemporary, for example, this time, can do that. Yes? So we were not surprised to read that in her time, uh, even though they thought she could have been, it looked like she could have been in several places at the same time, but they thought maybe she's just too quick, too stealthy, you know? <laughs> That's what they said, yeah. So people say that she gave the impression of being in several places at the same time. But maybe she did not give the impression, <laughs> my love. Maybe she did really appear in different places at the same time, yes. So Machu was very disturbed and feeling pain when she saw that her people in the town were dying because of exhaustion and hunger. She decided to do something about it. So, you see, her father said that between the rooster crow and the sunrise, during that time they couldn't rest, remember? Mm. That is a very short period because the rooster crow and then the sunrise almost very quick afterward. Yes. So now one day she climbed off the tree and she imitated the sound of the rooster before midnight. So everybody went to sleep. <laughs> yes. And then she climbed here and there and keep crowing like roosters. And then soon, all the roosters in the town crowing all together. Yeah. So the people took a rest, yes. Could go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> uh, even though it was midnight, the guards, hearing the sounds of the rooster, let people go, 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 go. Because he also knows it's a very short time for them to sleep. He was thinking, maybe his watch is wrong, you know? <laughs> it went on and on and on like this for a while, a yeah? couple of weeks. And then her father noticed that the work... Ah, something wrong, yes. He noticed that the work on the city wall was somehow suddenly delayed, always behind the schedule that he decided. <laughs> Remember, yeah? So <laughs> he questioned the guards, and uh, the guard said to him, We follow your order very strictly. We haven't done anything wrong. Mm. We let the people go when the rooster crow and wake them up when the sun rises. <laughs> so it's true. Huh? So that night, the mayor, the father of Machu, Mr. Ma. <laughs> He stay up all night and, you know, spy on people. At midnight, again, he heard the rooster crow from the roof of his house. <laughs> and then he heard another one from the neighbor roof. Yeah, mostly rooster, not on the roof. How come they heard so many rooster on the roof? So then he followed, and then he saw what's going on. Huh? He know. In the morning, because Machu keep jumping from one roof to another to wake up the whole town's rooster, so she spent half of the night, you know, doing that. So when she came back into the room early in the morning, she saw father sitting there, <laughs> the controller. Oh my God! So. He grabbed her in his arm and said, You have destroyed my chance of getting mucho dinero. 
you have to pay for it. Oh my God. So he tied her onto the post and went to get the whip to whip her. But when he came back, she disappeared. Ah, I like that. (laughs) Happy ending. So the mayor and his guards search everywhere but cannot find her. Ma Chu was fleeing and fleeing and fleeing, run, run, run very fast and run away from her father. I don't know how she could open the rope properly. She was clever or she has a knife in her pocket, who knows, yeah. Maybe he didn't think she could do that, you know. So Ma Chu, while fleeing for her life, from the punishment of her father, she met an immortal who taught her the art of immortality and magic. You know what it is already, yeah. Everything <laughs> happened that doesn't happen to them, they call it magic. So she has learned the art of magic, yes, and immortality, yes. In the beginning they say like that. Anything like what we do, they think is uh, for immortality, you know. Of course, because we say for eternal life, you know. <laughs> we learn this for eternal life. So in the old time, they also say like that. They learn this and they live forever, yes. But uh, all the masters die also, you know, <laughs> including Lao Tzu and all the immortals people. The immortal, they call him. What they mean was don't die in spirit, yeah? but the body, you know, what for we keep it? It will be rotten one day, yeah? Even if we live to a thousand years, oh, forget it, eh? forget it. Also, who like to live here very long anyway, right? Uh, yesterday, the Chinese, you know, <laughs> hoping that I live here forever, I said, no, no, thank you, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, what for? Yeah? <laughs> I live as long as, you know, I could. Yes? Not like I want to die tomorrow or something, but I live as long as necessary, as long as I can do something for this world. To some extent, according to their karma, and also their willingness to change, yes? If not, then either I live here or not, don't matter. So she learns uh, with uh, this immortal, and after her apprenticeship, she returned to her town. And then uh, people saw her flying up from the bridge in front of a crowd of people. She flew up into the sky. So after that, people named that bridge the Immortal Bridge, in honor of her courage and uh, love for the people. I guess she came back, yeah, and uh, showed the people that she's still there, but probably not in the flesh, huh? Yes, or maybe in the flesh. But people don't understand all this anyway. They think, oh, she flies, like resurrection, you know? Yeah. Okay, and that is the story of Ma Chu the great lady of China. Good story. Good story. Yeah. You see, that's why people always complain, how come good person always get into trouble, you know, or die young, and bad people prosper and seem like stay forever. But it's not so. It's not so. It only seems so because of the time conception of this world and the space 
limitation of this earth. Yeah. Sometimes time is really something nuisance. Even such a free, feel free soul already still have to limit ourselves to the imprisonment of all kind of things in this world. Just like you also, no? so don't complain that you're not free. Like you have to go to work on what time, what time. If not, you get fired, you know, sometimes like that. So we have to somehow limit ourselves in this world a lot, yes. Enlightened or not, yes. It just, at least when we're enlightened, we know, okay, we have to do it, we do it, you know. We don't complain too much, yes. And we try to do the best, yes. Because we have a good conscience, <laughs> not because we have to sometimes. So we don't try to trick out and do something else to free ourselves. Just like Jesus, he has to go on the cross, he knows it, but he still goes. You understand me? Yeah, all right. Okay, that was a long story, huh? <laughs> good story, huh? Yes, yes. Chinese have a lot of good stories. Vietnam have a lot of good stories. Well, I told many Vietnamese stories already, I think. Uh, long ago, huh? Yeah. And uh, the Western also have some story. The Muslim have a lot of story. The devilish people have a lot of story. For parable, you know? Jesus also told many stories. In Hinduism, there are many legends. Yes. Sikhism, many legends. I love these stories. So I collect them and read them to you. Uh, with my explanation, but you like it, huh? Yes. Because if I read the story, it's only maybe two minutes. <laughs> and nothing more, I finished, you know, one or two pages, that's it, yes. Okay, right. I love you, yes. My house more, you know. Yeah. But better than nothing, no? Thank you for the song last night. Eh? And what did I do that you thank me so much in such a touching song? I haven't done anything to you. No, you did many things. Just give you initiation, that's it, because you came. That's enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's more than enough. Yeah, but it's yours. Yeah? I just help to awaken you, the real you inside. I don't do nothing else. Hmm? And if you come here, of course, I try to take care of you, you know, mentally explain to you things so that your mind don't bother you and let you meditate, that's all. Yeah, in Vietnam, we have a long range of mountains, from the north to the south, you know, all the whole range of it. Separate other countries in Vietnam, yeah. We call it Long, long Mountain. Trường hmm. Sơn. Difficult, but somebody claim over it and go to other country, you know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we can do anything. Except we climb over our ego. <laughs> that is something amazing, huh? Yeah. Amazing. People suffer so much, so much. It's because they don't know they're so great. They're just clinging to their little knowledge and little tradition, however bad or good, a little leftover, digested and munched, you know, kind of uh, hand out here and there, you know the little knowledge of the world, and then they cling on to it. And they left the whole big treasure wisdom untouched. 
and they suffer so much, so much. It pains me to even think about how can human degrade into such a stage of suffering while having a great power to move mountain and dry the ocean inside themselves all the time, 24 hours, ever since they're born until the time that they close their eyes to leave the breath. It is amazing how the king of illusion could cheat people into such a tremendous suffering and sorrow. That's why I, I wish I could do more, you know. Saving the planet? Yeah, I hope I can. It's just trying. <laughs> trying with all your help. So I have to thank you, all of you. Anyone who even go out and give out one flyer, I thank you. Because that one flyer may become ten, who knows, and may become one hundred. If that person who receives it is sincere and believes in what you believe, he will copy it. He might give it to a thousand, hundred, who knows. And maybe you can save the planet for your children, huh? For me, truly, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less if I go tomorrow. I hope really one day that we save the world. <laughs> I have some positive news that just happened today. Yeah? Yeah. Right after the celebration finished last night, yeah. um, I went to check the news. Yeah. And the head of sustainability at the British National Health Service yeah. had submitted a proposal to reduce emissions by eliminating all meat from all British National Health Service hospitals. Wow. Oh. That was a good, good news. There was another one a couple days ago where the head of Germany's Environmental Protection Agency also recommended everybody reduce their meat to pre-war yes. levels in order to, to reduce emissions. Well, and not just reduce, just uh, eliminate it. <laughs> if you can eat it four days a week, why not just eat the whole week? Anyway, it's worth a sacrifice, even if you call that a sacrifice. All you do is just exchange that piece of meat for everything else that you treasure, mm-hmm. including your children, your planet, yes, your health, the air that you breathe, the water that you drink, the car that you even can continue to drive for a while until we change it, you know? Because if we eliminate animal livestock rising, then all the methane, the major cause of global warming will be gone. And then we have time to eliminate the leftover of the CO2. And also nature will be healthy and absorb it all again. Mm-hmm. Not to talk about karma, spiritual, moral standard, nothing. Physically speaking, it is like that. Mm-hmm. Scientifically, just no meat, no heat. Mm-hmm. Very simple, yes. Okay, last time I told you when I read the news that the European Parliament admit that meat is the yes. worst cause of global warming mm-hmm. and that they're going to consider like eliminate the subsidies for meat people. Mm-hmm. I was jumping and crying and laughing <laughs> all by myself in my house. Oh. I was working, you know, with the news, and I saw that. I was jumping and laughing and crying. I thank everybody, whoever. Oh. <laughs> and I was crying and laughing, you know, very loud. And my dogs were skin me, what's wrong? They were all crying with me too. They were whining. Oh. <laughs> A whole group of them surrounding me, you know, and crying. So I had to tell, no, no, don't worry, I'm happy, I'm happy. 
happy. <laughs> no problem, no problem. <laughs> Good that you told me here. If, if I read it at home, I would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a good movie. Oh, very worried. <laughs> yeah, the, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has also um, proposed to eliminate uh, emissions from uh, agriculture, methane yes. emissions. Yes. And they're also requiring large pig farmers to um, write letters writing about their emissions or else face a $25,000 fine. Oh, So wow. it's getting there. Getting there. Please be quick. <laughs> Please be quick before it's too late. I mean, the sooner the better, you know? Thank you for the news anyway. Because uh, even if it doesn't affect you, it affects millions of other people. Every day... Even, for example, Bangladesh, you know, every six minutes when I'm sitting here laughing with you, one house gone from their life. The house that they treasure, that they have memories, and the children and grandchildren are going to grow up in it. It's not just a nobody house. It is something in there. It's a history of a human's lifetime of work and emotion and love and family ties, you know. It's not just a number, like one house and then one hour, eleven house. And keep counting like that. Even if it doesn't concern us, how can we sit here and eat meat and then everybody else die for that little piece of meat that we eat? And then we don't even need to eat it. You won't die. You will only be more healthy, healthier, happier. And you can save the whole human race and animals as well. Every day up to 270 species are erased every day. Nobody cares or what. I mean, wait until it becomes our turn, then we say, oh, it's really urgent or what? No, we should not wait. Everybody else's disaster should be our disaster. Everybody else's house should be like our house. And when it's damaged, it should pain us just the same, like if we lose it. And their lives lost also. Their life savings is lost. And then we come out and they become homeless and become like a beggar, have to, to rely on hand out to live. You know, there's more, no more dignity for them. They are hard-working people that have home before. And because of the meat diet, everybody is losing their home in many different countries. Forty nations sinking or sunk already. Small nations. Maybe small, but it's a nation, no? I mean, how small is small? Monaco, like uh, five square kilometers? Yeah? How small is Vatican? Huh? One square mile, right? Okay? How small can an island be? Many islands bigger than that already sunk beneath the sea. Nobody cares because we don't live there. We don't see anything. Oh, they speak Chinese, I don't understand. Oh, they speak uh, Kiribati or whatever, we don't understand. Not possible. If we are human, we must have a heart. Otherwise, we are not human. We are like stone. Yeah? Even stone have heart if they can show it. So it's about time people should live like a human. Huh? If we call ourselves human, we have to live a humane life. No, Even before our house collapses, we have to consider other people's house and stop the cause of it. We can do it. Not like we cannot. We have the mean to. Especially the people who have houses and live in so-called civilized society, they have money. Vegetable is even cheaper than meat, for God's sake. No, it's not. Sorry. 
Because the subsidies for meat, because if they don't subsidize the meat industry, the hamburger will cost like $30. Instead, it costs only 99 cents. So everybody eat because it's cheap also. You see what I mean? Yes. And everybody else who eat meat or don't eat meat has to subsidize for that money, and then they buy it, they think it's cheap. They are eating their own money too. See what I mean? It's all cheating. It's all illusion. It's nothing as real as it looks. So instead of subsidize. The meat industry must subsidize organic, vegan, organic farming. I'm sorry. (laughs) I get very emotional when I talk about this. (laughs) I get a little bit passionate, huh? Yes. I can talk about that forever. You know, but you cannot blame the people, huh? Please don't think they are bad people. It's not like that. Just they don't know. Truly, not everybody knows about meat stuff. And it's already made just a piece like chocolate, even pepper and everything ready. All you do is just microwave and you eat it. You can't even have time to think. Yeah? People are also busy, you know? So it's all in the hands of the lawmaker and us who have to go out and inform people as much as we can. But you see, how many people can we inform with flyers and all that, you know? Even with the Supreme Master Television some people don't have TV. Some remote area, they don't have TV. Or they don't have the mean for computer. Or if they have computer, it's too slow or something. They can't get it. It's all kind of thing I can never take care of, you know, I'm telling you. I did everything I can, but still somewhere is lacking something. You know, that they couldn't get it. They couldn't get the TV, the news. You see what I mean? So you cannot blame the people. They don't know. Just one lead to another, and they've been... Uh, you know, indoctrinate into eating meat and drinking milk. Otherwise, they don't have enough muscle, protein, and all that. People are poor people. You know, nobody knows because everybody believes what the experts say, né? and the experts, they lobby and the government to say that. And the government, let's face it, the government also did not know. I'm telling you the truth. It's not like every uh, person sitting in the government office know everything about nutrition and milk, and they don't know also. So if the meat industry lobbies some of the people in the government and that people say, is meat is good, 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 and everybody, okay, good, good, good. Protein, you know, meat eating not only is detrimental to our health, it is the cause for us that we cannot get in touch with our true self also. You see, that's why most people, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. <laughs> they don't know why. Yeah, sometimes when their stomachs are empty and they're sincere or they're in sorrow, they're more connected with the inside. Yeah, and when their time is smooth and they drink and eat, they don't know anything anymore, so they disconnect again. See, even the people who are not practicing the Kuan method, they're connected now and again with the divine. Therefore, now and again, they can sustain their life on this planet and then continue like that. That's why they don't live very well, but they do live. You see what I mean? Like a person who is sick, but not completely dead. Still can move around, but not completely well. That's like that. See? So the person who completely connects with himself and practice that connection more and more every day, that he has more abundance, yes, more health, yes, more clarity in the head, more wisdom, more compassion, which is himself. Compassion is not from heaven. Compassion is not from the vegetarian diet. Compassion is 
inherent within all of us. The vegetarian diet is just a proof of it, that you have compassion, that you don't want to eat others. Do you understand me? Yes. Yes. But to some people, they just cover this compassion. They probably know it somehow, but they just don't have time to think about it. Too busy, too busy. Everybody has to work to earn more money, to have a bigger car, a better TV and everything, you know? The neighbor has that. We don't have this. (laughs) It's just like the whole society trend that is driven us downhill. So now the trend must change, that's all. Somewhere somebody has to change it, has to take up the courage to lead everybody to change it. The government has this power. It's just that now they begin to know. I'm so happy. I never blame the government. I never blame the people in my heart. I just feel very sad and very painful that I cannot tell everybody. And I'm not in a position to even influence the government or anything. I'm very sad, that's all. I never blame anyone because I know they've just been cheated out of their true intention, their true knowledge. They have been really thumbed down, you know, by all the power of this physical depressing world, you know, by the web of illusion that casts over their mind and their soul and their body. Make them work day and night, exhausted, and they can't even think of anything. And then the sickness comes because they push meat in their face, make them eat it since they were born, and so on and so forth. So when they grow up, they're already so depleted of all the, you know, the goodness, all the intelligence. If they haven't been eating meat all this generation and time, they would have had more intelligence. We would have been catch up with all the other planets in the universe. We would have had UFO already. We would have visited Mars in person, Jupiter, Pluto. For example, far, far away, Venus, you know, all that, without worrying about anything. And we would have more abundance in everybody's life. The children, we have all the education necessary. Some of the benefits of a vegetarian diet lowers blood pressure, lowers cholesterol levels, reduces type 2 diabetes, prevents stroke conditions, reverses atherosclerosis, reduces heart disease risk 50%, reduces heart surgery risk 80%, prevents many forms of cancer, stronger immune system, increases life expectancy up to 15 years, higher IQ, saves 70% of the total cost of 40 trillion U.S. dollars for reducing global warming, uses 4.5 times less land to grow food, conserves up to 70% clean water, saves 80% of the cleared Amazonian rainforest from animal grazing, a solution for world hunger, Free up 3.4 billion hectares of land. Free up 760 million tons of grain every year. Half the world's grain supply. Consumes one-third fossil fuels of those used for meat production. Reduces pollution from untreated animal waste. Maintains cleaner air. Saves 4.5 tons of emissions per U.S. household per year. Stop 80% of global warming. Plus more. No children would ever have to go barefoot hungry to the school or even not go to school. 
barefoot, hungry, don't go to the school. This is a shame, really a shame for the human race to let it happen to some corner of the world that some children look like a skeleton, look like hell. Do you understand me? Yes. yes. So we, as a whole human race, is responsible. Nobody is free of guilt, including myself. I always blame myself for not working enough and don't have enough means to do it. I Sometimes I cry alone. I feel frustrated. And the planet is going. And I just feel like I can't do anything. I know you're helping me, but... But you also sacrifice a lot already, and you have your family, and and you also have to struggle with your own, you know, problem, yes? Your own inherent, you know, obstruction, and your sometimes family obstruction, society obstruction. Everybody is having a problem already, and despite that, you're trying hard to be good and to be an example of an enlightened person and to help. I really appreciate it very much because I know how hard it is for you to live out there, you know, in the world that is the way we have our world. I know it's very hard on all of you, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything, all kind of trouble that is waiting, you know, to power on you. And all kind of trouble is already there that you could not even solve. And then other trouble already coming. Anything, anything at all. Even love in this world is a cheat. Now, how long can a man love you? Just make trouble and then leave sometime like that. Everything is a trouble for you. But uh, you already try very hard to help. But I myself cannot expect much more from you. I'm just very appreciative. I can never be proud of, of your praise for me. Because I never feel like I do enough. You know, as long as one person still suffer in this world and one animal still being slaughtered mercilessly, I don't sleep well. And I don't feel <laughs> like I've done enough. I'm feeling like I'm also responsible for the suffering in this world. Do you understand me? I feel it. I don't care who say what. <laughs> and because I feel it, because I was also there. You understand me? I was also born the way you were born. And I was also cheated the way you were cheated. Yeah? Therefore, I can love people. <laughs> I can love them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> because I know it's not their fault, believe me. It's not your fault. Whatever you do, I know it's not your fault at all. You are just a victim, 100% like that. You're born into this world is like hell. <laughs> For the children of God, you don't deserve this place. And I feel powerless. I do feel happy sometimes, a little change here and there, but it's, it's not enough to, to make me proud or satisfied that I have done something, that I could take credit of, that I'm happy that, okay, the world had changed. It changed a little bit, too slow, wait until millions of people die already and then change. 
What's the use? And children are hunger, dying every day. And women who have to go for miles to fetch just a bottle of water to bring home for their family and being raped and killed meanwhile on the road. That's what do we call a word? A human word? I call it hell. Excuse me. In one of the, my talk to you, I said this world is like half hell and there's some pure hell in some places. I don't have worse word to say. It. I'm sorry if I offend anybody. Just let it be. I don't care. Because it's the truth that I'm saying. It's too bad already, you know? It's passed beyond politeness. I cannot keep being polite when people are dying and suffering everywhere in the world, when children are having not even one bowl of rice to eat per day. We are all responsible. We cannot say we are not, every one of us. That's why even if we're doing something, I do something, I don't feel it's good enough. You understand me? Yes. And for whatever power I have, I feel so frustrated that it doesn't uh, go through sometimes. It goes too slow. I'm having positive hope, yeah? But meanwhile, humans, animals are suffering in agony, you know? You know, live in hell. You know, in those slaughterhouse, you see the stop cruelty show. I can't even see it. I scream all the time. But I have to force myself to see it so that I force my mind to work, you know, for the people, for the planet, for the animals. But it cut my heart, you know, into pieces. But I have to see it. Even I know already I don't want to see it, but I have to see it. <laughs> Sometimes I cannot, but I force myself to look. This is what I call hell. There's no need to wait for purgatory anywhere else after you die. And then look at the people in some small villages who are in small number, whose name we could not even pronounce. And we don't even care if they have a name, if they have a life, if they look like us or not. If they have any emotion, any hope, any dream, we don't even care. That's why they let them die, you know, just for a piece of meat. This is the work of the king of the devil. Do you understand me? People are cast a spell upon to do kind of things that they don't even understand why. That's why I do what I can. I never blame people. We are one of them. It's not them. It's us. And we're all responsible. So even if you can help with something, I appreciate it very much. But don't feel proud, okay? Don't feel proud. Don't feel proud of what we're doing for the world. We don't do enough. That's my opinion. Yeah. I know you have problems. That's why you don't do enough also. Yeah? Because this, the system is like that. It's already buying you hand and feet day and night. That sometimes you wonder if you could even breathe or you have time to even think. Are you alive or not? Even sometimes your body makes you feel like, oh my God, am I still here? I mean, how I continue to work next day again? If I have to, you know. The electric bill is catching up, the gas bill is coming, 
the house mortgage, the children's school fee, the car insurance, everything is binding you. You have to work. You have to. This is a system of the world. It's not very favorable, but it will take a long time to change if we want to change. But at least if we have compassion and we be vegan, that's all there is. No killing animals, no killing of men. Another day uh, when I heard that your president, you know, this is political, but I don't give a damn. Uh, the other day when I heard that your president, you know, signed the bill to support abortion, I was thinking, how can it be? He saved a human in some place and then killed in another place, an innocent human. He cannot be supportive of that. I thought, I have to write him a letter, but I don't know if even he get to him. But I thought I have to say something, do something. I was thinking that. I was pondering alone, what am I to do? I cannot. I cannot do anything. I'm not even American. I'm honorary citizen. But I do thank the Americans, you know, so much. They give me those honors. Many of the keys for the cities, key, honorary citizen, even when I'm not there, I give it to the contact person. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have time to come. Only American governments do that. That's why I thanked them the other day. You know, they gave it to me before I gave it to the Twin Tower. It has nothing to do with that even. In some state, I don't give anything even. They just heard that I'm good. Okay, give her an honorary citizen. Yeah, like that. Or the key to the city. The mayors, many mayors and governors give me. That's why many uh, talented people go there. And they do find opportunity and privilege. It's not like just a name and they go there and a different. No, no. It's true like that. And uh, some people blame the American for draining the brain from their country, but it's not their fault. They're just welcoming people. They're truly uh, humble. The government of America, I mean, maybe they make mistakes, but that's a one or two people decide. It's not the whole American society. Do you understand me? It's not the whole American government. They are really good. I met many of the mayors and the governors. They're truly humble. You would think they are somebody very, you know, behaving like imperialists. No, no, no. They're very ordinary, very humble. They truly acknowledge you're good and all that. They invite me to some of the party, you know. And uh, uh, Bob Doyle, huh? He even came and talked. He was a big shot at that time. Yeah, he came around and talked to everybody. And he shook my hand also. Yeah, I didn't know who I was, actually. I also didn't know who he was. <laughs> uh, hello, hello, sir, how are you? And later they told me, Master, that's Bob Doyle. <laughs> I don't know much about politics, just my own business. I wasn't really thinking of going to find out who was doing what and what. So if they give me a award, I was surprised. I said, why? Okay. <laughs> okay, why not? I go. <laughs> yeah, then I know those people, but otherwise I don't know them. Not like, okay, I go every day, see them more often, or make a lot of donations for their party. No, no, it's not like that. Not all about that. Like Hawaii, the mayor of Honolulu, he gave me an award from nowhere. I did not donate anything to that city at all. Yeah. And a statue, wow, alive, in a park, <laughs> in a Hawaii park. It's still there. I never see that park, but I saw it on photo. <laughs> Now and again, Supreme Master Television, you show it. Okay, fine. 
there or not there, I don't care. But what I mean is how they honor me, you know. It's not like sometimes you give a lot of donation, then people thank you and do that. It's not that. I give a lot more to many other countries. I just do it because we are there and we sympathy, you know, like everybody else, just to show that we prefer peace, you see? And we prefer uh, empathy, you know, togetherness, helping each other. Just an example. I don't have that money as much as, you know, other people who can help. If I have more, of course, I will give more. But it's not about money that they do that. I did not uh, give the American people that much money to deserve all this honor, truly like that. They just honor good people, that's it. And that's a very, very touching tradition, you know? Yes. No wonder everybody goes to America. I'm just saying because it's fair, you know? It's just... They're very compassionate folks, you know? They give a lot, a lot to charity outside America. And the rich people give a lot quietly also. Or openly, it depends, yeah. They give a lot. Uh, it's just political. Sometimes it's unavoidable for this conflict, and sometimes because of bad karma in the past life or present life, that war broke out or somebody has to decide to do something. Not, not necessary that they like to do that. I'm sure President Bush, for example, wouldn't have liked to decide to go to war with any country. I'm sure he has his family, he knows what it is, yeah? He knows family, love and all. But it's just, what would you do huh? if you're president in that situation? It takes two to tango, I say every time. Of course, it doesn't start that day, nah? It starts another day or another time or somewhere else. That's why war is never good, because if they don't hit you back today, they'll hit you another day. And as Buddha say, you know, uh, requiting hatred for hatred, hatred will never dissolve. We just have to use compassion. Yes. So of course, the leaders of the world will learn this by mistakes or in time. And I hope it's not too late then. Yes. And by the trend, if the news keep coming like this, maybe we have true peace on earth. Maybe we will have a vegan planet. I have this kind of feeling, but. I don't dare to have too high hope, but this feeling doesn't leave me, <laughs> you know? This positive feeling doesn't leave me. But just don't hope too high. Continue to work, okay, please, all of yes. you, all of you out there, and all of you who are not uh, our association member, please continue, do your work. Because everybody's effort really counts. Even one fly of information about meat diet and about the benefit of a vegetarian diet to help the planet does count. Even one word does count. One piece of information does count. Everybody help a little bit. Then the whole planet will change because of the collective consciousness of the positive direction, you see? Positive energy. Everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants to save the planet. Everybody wants to sustain the globe, to keep this way of life, or even better, then the consciousness is huge, you know, the energy is very benevolent. And if they just do it, everybody just put out that piece of meat, change the lifestyle, very simple, very simple. It's not that difficult to leave that piece of meat, is it? No. They're just not used to it. And they just don't know why, that's why. If people truly know why, they would change. 
They just don't know it, and nobody informed them, and they, they really are not bad people. Nobody is. They just misinformed. They've just been misinformed. Even government, no government is bad or trying to, like, subsidize meat because of badness. No, 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 no. Please don't ever think like that. They just are not informed or misinformed even. You understand? Misled. The whole planet has been misled. Imagine. And we are intelligent. How come we have been so misled? Can you imagine? Hmm? And the people are very good-hearted. That's why they give donation everywhere. They help each other. People are not bad. How can they continue to eat such a cruelty? kind of meal. You see what I mean? This is a work of the devil. That's what we call Satan, or the devil. Hmm? The Maya, king of illusion. He casts a web of ignorance, illusion, on everybody, and make them work day and night. And they are so exhausted with family, with job, with bills that they can't even think. Come home, what, what is it in the fridge? Is there something to eat? Yes, yes. And then just eat, and then go to bed. Tomorrow, same day, same thing again. Especially then they're told that eat that piece of meat or else you will die. Of course they have to eat. From childhood already you've been told like that. So you grow up with it, you see. Nobody has fought. It's the devil. We don't talk about devil. Buddha, Christ, <laughs> Allah, <laughs> Almighty, Most High, Omnipresence, Omnipotent, Omniscient, uh, only everything, huh? God, yeah? We remember that, okay? Yeah, all right. European Parliament supports reducing meat to lower greenhouse gases. Reduce your meat consumption or stop eating meat totally. During discussions on greenhouse gas reduction goals, the Climate Committee of the European Parliament officially recognized livestock's contribution to global warming and recommended a reduction of subsidies to the livestock industry to curb methane. The European Parliament has adopted its own position on climate change as an institution and as a vice president. One of the proposals I have made is in line with your own, which is that we should eat far less meat because that's one of the major sources of greenhouse gases. Tout le monde sait bien, si on veut rendre notre planète soutenable, il va falloir réduire notre consommation de viande, ça on le sait bien. 